This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Yum. Boy, howdy. A, a week that's actually filled with real movie and entertainment news. It's like a, a, a year's worth of entertainment news that didn't happen, just crammed into one week. And that's because all of the executives are probably now, after this, on dipsaluctious vacation. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta do something this year. Yeah. Christmas in Hollywood begins on... December 1st. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Well, okay, where do we begin with all of it? The obvious answer is uh, a crucial rundown of everything that was announced during Disney's investors call yesterday, which uh, is a funny way to debut all of this news instead of making an actual fan-based event around it. It's just for the investors. Disney, they literally did what Warner and DC did with their big fandom virtual convention over the course of two weekends, but they did it just on a phone call with a bunch of people who were probably before this call, pissed that the company had lost around $5 billion this year thanks to, you know, all their theme parks being closed for most of, if not the entire year, depending on which ones you're talking about. Florida, of course, is open. Yeah, baby, let it ride. Um, But uh, yeah, the news overall, very good for them, ironically, because Disney's stock is somehow higher now than it was before the pandemic hit. And that's with multiple parks being either shut down or at limited capacity. That's the way the market works, baby. (laughs) You're not buying product. You're not buying profit. You're buying the hype. You're buying presumption. (laughs) There's a lot of hype in this Disney thing. It is. And yeah, uh, it's crazy to think about. The share price went up by like 20% in 24 hours. It's It's just crazy that it is worth more now. And and a lot of this stuff people knew was coming anyway. A lot of the Star Wars and Marvel stuff. Uh, And it is, their stock price is more valuable now than it was before the pandemic hit, the pandemic hits, it ruins theaters, it shuts down their theme parks, and now it's like, look, the stock market has spoken. I mean, Disney Plus could not have debuted at a better possible time. Absolutely. I'm starting to think. They planned it. They planned that it That Bob Iger is... Pandemic. Uh, yeah, he's really Where awesome. was Bob Iger uh, in <laughs> He was early in China eating a pangolin. Hmm. Anyway... So while it still doesn't make very much sense, uh, a big reason why the company is still doing very well, all things considered, financially, is because of the undeniable success of their premium streaming platform, Disney+, Plus, which has grown to 86.8 million global subscribers since its launch last November. Mm-hmm. It should come as no surprise that Disney+, Plus is going to be the company's primary focus going forward. So this big Investor Day meeting was filled to the brim with announcements for that platform, as well as announcements on the theatrical side of things as well. Uh, whenever the hell that portion of the business fully comes back. Yeah, who knows? You know, we got stuff for when that does. Yeah, don't worry. Now, arguably the most exciting news for the streaming platform is just the plethora of new Star Wars projects that were announced. Uh, Apologies in advance for not being able to show any footage from anything. We wouldn't want to risk going to jail. Uh, But coming to Disney Plus at various points throughout the foreseeable future are a Lando series about Lando Calrissian, Uh, An anime uh, titled Star Wars Visions, a show called A Droid Story, which will focus on, yeah, you guessed it, droids like C-3PO and R2-D2, among others. An animated Clone Wars spinoff series called The Bad Batch, a Rogue One spinoff series called Andor, starring Diego Luna as the titular character, a series called The Acolyte, which takes place in the High Republic era, and two separate spinoffs from The Mandalorian, Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka. Uh, Both of these series will also apparently have crossovers with The Mandalorian as well. This is too much fucking shit, dude. Yeah. Too much. Remember, like, what was it, like, six years ago uh, or seven years ago when they were like, we have 100 years of Star Wars. And then they had some fuck-ups in the movie department. They're like, all right, maybe we won't do this. And then Disney Plus came out and Mandalorian, like, just blew people away. And they're like, 
Uh, no, no, no. We never said we weren't going to do it. There's going to be more Star Wars. This is like 10 shows, though. Yeah. This is insane. Uh, and, okay, in addition to that, uh, there was an announcement that Hayden Christensen will be reprising his role as young, sexy Darth Vader in the Obi-Wan Kenobi standalone series. Now, all of those, just the ones we just mentioned, they're all coming straight to Disney+. Plus. We haven't even got into the movies. <sighs> okay, well, on the Marvel side of things for Disney+, Plus, of course... You're going to have WandaVision, which will be dropping next month on the 15th. There's a new trailer for that, but we can't show it to you because no. Tom Tillis will throw us He's in the jail. clink. Yep. There's uh, some new footage from Loki, which will hit the platform in May. He's apparently D.B. Cooper. Oh, very cool. I don't, yeah, I watched the trailer. I didn't understand a lot of it, but uh, I'm also kind of dumb when it comes to Marvel, but it looks exciting. Yeah. Uh, there's a new trailer for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which drops in March. There's a scheduled release date for the Hawkeye series, which should premiere sometime next fall. Thank goodness the virus decimated the live music industry or Jeremy Renner, he wouldn't have had time to film this series in between all of his sold-out concerts across America's heartland. And how did he drive to those concerts? In a Jeep. That's right. Uh, then there's What If, which is a series where anything can happen in the Marvel Universe. The footage shown here looks a bit like the rotoscope style of something like A Scanner Darkly, and it features VO work from actors involved in the MCU. So that's cool. Yeah. Great. Uh, there was a uh, Miss Marvel sizzle reel, and that comes out in late 2021. There's a show called Ironheart, a show involving Don Cheadle's War Machine character from Iron Man called Armor Wars. Uh, the Nick Fury series starring Samuel L. Jackson. It'll be called Se Secret Invasion, and it'll be based on uh, the Skrull aliens infiltrating Earth. Uh, two Guardians of the Galaxy spinoffs. There's I Am Groot, which is about Groot. And then there's the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special which is set for release during the holiday season of 2022. And that will be directed by James Gunn, who's going to film it alongside Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which is going to come out in 2023. This is too much fucking shit. Uh, like, I remember when like Daredevil came out. It's like, oh, cool. Marvel yeah, Netflix. Yeah, and then great. Netflix added like, they added like three more shows to the Daredevil universe. And even then it was just like, oh, that's too much shit. I can't watch all this. What are you, insane? <laughs> that, that's I'm small gonna... potatoes compared to what the fuck is happening here. Literally everyone's brain younger than us. It looks like the detective with yarn going all over a giant map inside yeah. of it. It's like, how do people keep up with this shit and know what's going on across multiple connected universes? At least with the MCU, I mean, there's like 25 movies, but they're all like two hours long. And they <laughs> gave us a year in between each yeah. one. I mean, that's 50 hours of content you need to be caught up on, which is a lot. This seems like it's going to be like 50 hours of content a year. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are you watching all the stuff on Disney Plus? No, I gave up. No, I, I have a family. <laughs> I have to do a job. I don't yeah. know. Uh, uh, anyway, on the Marvel side of things, or on the movie side of things for Marvel, rather, they announced a new Fantastic Four movie. Uh, <laughs> third time's a charm. <laughs> this one will be directed by John Watts, who has proven his talents in the modern day MCU already with his work on Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Spider-Man, who I... <laughs> sorry, he's Spider-Man to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, actually, no, we'll get to Spider-Man in a few minutes. Yeah, there's, there's much more to go through. God damn it. Um, it's a good thing we can't use B-roll because whoever's editing this it would have been a real nightmare. <laughs> it's going to be me and uh, it's just going to be us in our faces talking and maybe some logos. Thank you, Tom Tillis, for making our jobs making easier our jobs and, and an excuse to do less work. Yeah. I don't want to go to jail. Uh-huh. So for now, <laughs> let's, let's uh, somehow get through the rest of the big announcements from this investigative thing. Okay. The new Indiana Jones film is still happening, and it was announced that it's currently in pre-production. Uh, the next big animated feature film from Disney, Raya and the Last Dragon, will release simultaneously in theaters and on Disney Plus the same day, March 5th, 2021, 
Uh, actually, technically, Soul is the next big animated film, but it's mm-hmm. already a well-known fact that Soul is coming to Disney+. Plus. Uh, but there you go. We mentioned it again. Yeah, it looks great. I'm excited. Uh, there's a new series being developed for FX based on Ridley Scott's Alien franchise. Uh, there are new Disney Plus series from Pixar being developed, including Tiana from Princess and the Frog, Zootopia Plus, Baymax from Big Six, uh, a Moana musical, Encanto by Lin-Manuel Miranda, a Cars series, and uh, Dog Days, which is a series based on the dog from Up. <laughs> We're going to make a series or a movie about literally everything. Leave character. me alone, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I mean, it's smart. Like, uh, Hey, kid, you like content? Uh, Chachi, who's watching this right now, he's got a daughter. He just puts the Disney Plus on and just leaves uh, it on. Yeah. It's great for kids. Just put it on. Hi, Chachi. Uh, then uh, in movies... <laughs> No, make it stop. <laughs> the meme of the, the dad with the belt, like, in the doorway. Yes, Disney, Disney Plus. Like, no! <laughs> the, this, the content will continue until morale approves, or improves. Uh, anyways, in movies, there's Lightyear, which is an origin story about Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. But in this one, Buzz is not played by Tim Allen. Instead... He's been shadow banned for being a Republican. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's been deep platformed. Yeah. Uh, it, Buzz Lightyear is now played by Chris Evans. Chris Evans is the new Buzz Lightyear. Uh, there's yeah, so a, appa- it's like he's not the Buzz Lightyear from the Toy Story movie. It's movies. what it's based he's off of. He's the actual. So it's like the Buzz Lightyear character within the Toy Story movies, who is a fictional character in Toy Story, but also a toy that's alive. Based on, it's this show will be about the or this movie will be about the. The inspiration the, for the toy. The origin story within Toy Story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As long as he punches a reporter for saying that he never went to space, I'll be I'll be happy. <laughs> no, that's Buzz Aldrin. Yes, same thing. They should have get, let him do the voice. <laughs> mm, yeah. I went to the moon. To infinity and beyond. I love my favorite part about Buzz Aldrin is like, he was like very old. He's obviously very old. He's extremely old. <laughs> but even when he was still very old, they're like, you want to go back to space? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure, sure. Fuck it. <laughs> Why not? Uh, there's an, also a new Pixar movie called Turning Red, which is uh, apparently about a teenage girl who turns into a panda after going through puberty. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, there's at least two more Star Wars movies uh, being made. One is called Rogue Squadron, and that's by Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins. Great. And of course, they reiterated the fact that Taika Waititi still working on a Star Wars of his own. So that's cool. They also announced a third Ant-Man movie. Uh, they spoke about how the new Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will have tie-ins to WandaVision and Spider-Man 3, and that Marvel will not be recasting Black Panther in the sequel, and that's still happening. It's supposed to come out in the summer of 2022. Oh, and how could we forget the most exciting news of all from this presentation? They're making a live-action animated hybrid Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie starring Andy Samberg and John Mulaney, and it's going to be directed by fellow Lonely Island alum Akiva Schaefer. So I'm actually very excited about that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, That one... Going straight to Disney Plus, not going to theaters, but still, what a lineup, folks. I'm getting heart palpitations yeah. from just even thinking about attempting to watch a portion of this content. Disney's like, you better stay inside and wear your mask because you're not going to want to die anytime soon. Yeah. We've got so much shit coming out, you're going to want to stay home and avoid the virus. It's the yeah. it's the most anyone's ever done to protect uh, the American people, and I, and I salute them Thank for you. it. So yeah, um, a lot to look forward to there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, having said all that, 
It should come as no surprise to anyone that Disney is, in fact, raising the price of Disney+. Plus. <laughs> oh, you don't say. Yeah, you knew this was coming because you watch this show. And we tell you constantly about how these streaming services are going to continue raising their prices once they have you locked in and enjoying their content. Mm -hmm. They coast along for years as a loss leader, basically. Lose money, but gain subscribers. Get them indoctrinated into your content. Now, you might and be familiar with up. this strategy because it's how drug dealers work. Yeah. So. First taste is free. Exactly. Uh, luckily, the price for Disney Plus started out so low that this price hike isn't really all that crazy, especially considering the plethora of new content that you're going to be getting as a result. Uh, starting in March of 2021, the price of the streaming service will increase by a dollar a month to $7.99, which, yeah. yeah, just based on their current active subscriber base, uh, will increase their revenue by literally 80 to $90 million a year. Yeah, by doing this one trick got yeah. us $90 million. Uh, still, with the sheer amount of streaming services out there, it's starting to make more sense to just like activate, deactivate them whenever you want to just watch the new stuff instead of just keeping them all active for no reason when the new shows and series aren't premiering. I've been, like, I've been talking about doing this for years, but I've never actually done it. It's but, a lot. Like, there, there's a business to be made of someone that uh, you pay them like a, a dollar a month and they just flip on services based. It's like, oh, I want Netflix for October because yeah. Queen's Gambit's out mm -hmm. and then switch it back off and then switch Disney Plus on for Mandalorian in November. And then, yeah. So, all right, look, uh, time to get into the new Spider-Man news. Oh. Uh, as well oh, as the no. continued reaction to Warner's <laughs> recent streaming decisions in a moment. But first, let's take a break, a little breather, to tell you about today's sponsor, Omaha Steaks. Good, because this news is making me hangry. <laughs> yeah. Folks, if you love cooking up fresh meats as much as we do, but you want to stay safe and avoid multiple trips down to the grocery store, look no further than Omaha Steaks. If this 2020 holiday season feels like it's been a long time coming, make it worth the wait. Send the perfect gift. Send yourself something special and bring families together apart for a delicious Omaha Steaks holiday feast. The Deluxe Grillers assortment features Omaha Steaks butcher cut filet mignons. These beauties are perfectly aged, hand carved, and famously fork tender. Also included in the package are tons of incredible meats, amazing sides, and the infamous, we talk about them all the time, Omaha Steaks desserts. Yeah, I made a couple of these fillets the other night. They were fantastic. Pork tender. Uh, right now, you can get this mouth-watering package plus four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer at an exclusive price available only to our viewers. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code NEWSDUMP in the search bar. That'll get you the extra burgers plus an extra gift that's on the list of any serious griller, the meat thermometer. Mm -hmm. So you know how hot it is and you know when it's ready. Yeah. You, if you're having trouble finding medium rare, look no further than a meat yeah. thermometer. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak, it's a guaranteed fantastic gift and a safe way to share the joy of the season. And don't forget, when you order the Deluxe Grillers Assortment, you also get four free Omaha Steaks burgers and a free digital meat thermometer with our code, NEWSDUMP, at omahasteaks.com. A deal you won't find anywhere else. Visit omahasteaks.com and type NEWSDUMP in the search bar to shop gourmet grill packs today. This is a great opportunity to get ahead of the holiday gift shopping and have a really great season and have some really delicious meals. You don't know what to get your dad? Problem solved. They love it. Dad's generally like me. All right. Where were we? Ah, it's been a long episode already, so let's keep it short here. Uh, Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Well, okay. The new Spider-Man 3. Not, not the not old the one. the old one with the dancing Spider-Man? No. You would be forgiven for the confusion because this new Spider-Man 3 is apparently bringing back a lot of old Spider-Man characters and not even old characters from the new universe. 
old characters from previous timelines and movie universes, creating some sort of multiverse, if you will. Hmm, these fans seem to have really enjoyed Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. What if we did something similar? But in live action. action. Yeah. Uh, the biggest news of the week was that Alfred Molina would be reprising his role as Dr. Octopus from the Sam Raimi-directed Spider-Man 2 from 2004, which starred Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker. Uh, this is also on the heels of the news that we previously reported on about Jamie Foxx returning as Electro, a character that he played in the Andrew Garfield-led Spider-Man series from back in 2014. Uh, also, there's rumors that maybe uh, Paul Giamatti as Rhino is coming back. It got real confusing online this week. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 yeah, this all is getting pretty confusing, and that's because it is. Uh, everyone online has been making jokes about this film's casting, but at the same time, it looks like at least some of those jokes are actually real, or at least could be. Uh, the film's getting a bit out of hand, but yeah. basically it looks like there's a big multiverse thing going on, like in the animated Into the Spider-Verse film, and there's just going to be an absolute shit ton of cameos from the past two decades of Spider-Man films, including maybe the other live-action Spider-Men themselves, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Tobey Maguire has mostly retired from acting to become a weirdo, like, investor. He's I would love about, to see him back. He, uh, if you follow on it on, like, social, he's just, like, invests in, like, restaurants and shit and... Toby, if you can't do yeah. it, I'm sorry. We're going to have to get that kid that kind of looks like you from that 70s show. Well, he was already, he was Venom. Oh, shit, you're right. Oh, yeah. my God, I completely forgot. And, yeah, a lot of people are speculating that uh, they might even have both Venoms in this one. <laughs> and this is like a backdoor way to get the Tom Hardy Venom into the MCU. Uh, yeah, and then there was uh, Daredevil is, is uh, yeah, it's, look, Yeah, and so, look. of course, Doctor Strange is going to be there, too. You knew that already. That's probably what triggers the whole he just multiverse those, thing. He makes those loops, and people, yeah. whoever, you never know who's going to come through those loops. Yeah, he's, he goes to a rave, takes a little too much ecstasy, and uh-oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, multiverse. Yeah. Um, so somehow this movie is still scheduled to be released in December of 2021. I wouldn't count on it. Literally just a year from now. Uh, it could be, in all of its craziness, the ball of chaotic nonsense that we need after this pandemic is behind us. Yeah. Fuck it. Every Spider-Man. All yeah. at once. I can't, like... Okay, let's let's cut forward to hopefully December 2021 when this hopefully pandemic is over and hopefully everyone's vaccinated. I would love nothing more than to go see this giant chaotic bullshit mm -hmm. in a theater where people are just screaming at the top of their lungs every time there's something referential to a previous Spider-Man and hollering or a cameo from yeah. anyone pops up yeah, and yeah hopefully Bruce Campbell's in there um, <laughs> yeah as like a ticket taker or uh, I mean fuck it bring back Willem Dafoe yeah or deep fake Randy Savage <laughs> yeah bone saw <laughs> <laughs> great cameo oh anyways uh, god now back over to Warner Brothers and DC. Mm -hmm. So remember how we told you last week that Warner Media they apparently just went ahead with their big plan to release all of their feature films directly to HBO Max, and they did that without telling anyone who was creatively involved in the creation of those films. Wait, hold on. Just sort of sprung that news on them. Sure. They read it in the papers like everyone else mm -hmm. did. Uh, yeah, turns out that that might actually have been the case. Uh, based on the reaction from the filmmakers and agents and studios who seem to have been completely blindsided. By that decision, uh, most notably Christopher Nolan and Denis Villeneuve, who were very outspoken about this whole thing in the wake of its announcement. Yeah, and a statement to The Hollywood Reporter, uh, Christopher Nolan said, quote, Some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service. Mm. Savage. He continued, 
Warner Brothers had an incredible machine for getting a filmmaker's work out everywhere, both in theaters and in the home, and they are dismantling that as we speak. They don't even understand what they're losing. Their decision makes no economic sense, and even the most casual Wall Street investor can see the difference between disruption and dysfunction. And I love that he went right to the throat, like being like, I'm going to go ahead and tell your investors right now that this is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. And I've just done more damage by just saying that yeah. than anything that you can do to me. I mean, and just, just for reference, I believe every major picture he's made in the last 15 years has been through Warner Brothers. Yeah. Uh, he has been with the studio for a long time. Warner so. Brothers is... is Old Hollywood has has split. It's like that map of like when AT and T broke apart and then came back to one. Speaking of AT and T, they own this company. Yeah, they do. Uh, it's like Old Hollywood where they would do contracts with just the studios for every actor and director. It's like right back to it. Like all the Warner Brothers stars are Warner Brothers stars. The Disney stars are Disney stars. I mean, with filmmakers, that happens. That's that's the way because it's they like for, people. Yeah, yeah, they have relationships with um, the executives there. They can get mm -hmm. their ideas in front of someone who actually they have a working relationship yeah. with. And uh, yeah, it sounds like for Chris Nolan, uh, that relationship has been, it's, it's been absolutely soured. <laughs> fucking soured. Yeah. Um, so I, I would just want to point out a side note here that Chris Nolan, while I agree with everything he's saying, he is also partly personally responsible for why Warner Brothers might be adopting the strategy yes. because he was so insistent on Tenet being a theatrical release instead of waiting a couple months. As you'll recall from literally every news dump episode over the entire summer, probably, uh, Christopher Nolan was threatening the world with the release of Tenet. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, another director, another great longtime Warner Brothers director, Denny Villeneuve, mm -hmm. who directed Dune, which is slated to go straight to HBO Max. Now. Very upsetting for him, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, no, he's pissed. And like, literally, he <laughs> did the impossible. He yeah. created a new Dune movie, and and it's like, you know, okay, well, we're just gonna put it on HBO Max. Yeah. Instead of delay it and put it in theaters whenever. So he wrote an entire op-ed in Variety, and he was a bit more tempered than Chris Nolan, but also, like, in some ways, much more savage. Yeah. Um, he said, uh, among other things, quote, I learned in the news that Warner Brothers has decided to release Dune on HBO Max at the same time as our theatrical release, using prominent images from our movie to promote their streaming service. With this decision, AT&T has hijacked one of the most respectable and important studios in film history. There's absolutely no love for cinema, nor for the audience here. It is all about the survival of a telecom mammoth, one that is currently bearing an astronomical debt of more than $150 billion. Jeez. And uh, yeah, again, going after the going after the bottom line of AT&T. They're like, they don't give a fuck about like movies. Yeah. They, both of these guys, very smart, very savvy. They go straight for the finances. Yeah. The people in charge of the money and the money itself, they're like, they're not telling the fans to like bitch about it online so they can get something done. They're like, listen, your investors, they're making a bad choice by keeping money in you. And they, like, neither of them really address this, but a bigger issue is that, like, Warner Brothers is known for being one of the studios that does have, or at least previously, had these strong relationships with filmmakers like these two guys. Yeah. And, like, that's not going to continue in the future. No. Like, and if, you, if you're a filmmaker, like, you're, you're going to think twice about working with Warner Brothers because, like, they might just fucking decide without even talking to you that your shit's not going to theaters anymore and it's going on fucking HBO Max to watch on like a tiny Oops. little TV. Yeah. Anyway, so that quote I just read, that's literally just the opening paragraph of the entire article. Uh, we'll link it below so you can read it. But to sum things up for you, uh, yeah, it just seems like everyone's pissed at Warner Media over this decision and specifically pissed at AT&T. Um, 
There yeah. was a, there was an article about a week ago. I can't remember which which outlet it was in. It was either one of the trades or it was like the New York Times. But it, it was basically a look back at like the last three years of the butting of heads between uh, the old guard at Warner and the the new guard from AT and T, and just how, of course, AT and T they won mm-hmm. and got everything they wanted and just iced out all these people like. Like the guy who ran HBO for 20 years and a bunch of other people like that. I think we can take it from here. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But hey, on the brighter side of HBO Max's baffling existence, we're probably getting a series about the college admission scandal. And apparently it's just going to be a recreation of the entire scandal using actual evidence uh, that was presented to prosecutors and transcripts from everything. Which means, which means, our old boss, Steven Sempervivo, could be played by an actor in this series. And we really hope that happens because it would be beyond entertaining to see his big freakout moment uh, just recreated. Uh, it was the thing where he's like on the phone. He's like, um, uh, I don't know I, you. Uh, wait, hold on. Wait, I never said anything about. Listen, he realizes that he's fucked and like yeah. starts trying to like hedge his bets on like, oh, I know I, I, it was a reputable charity. I, I, I think we were donating to. Yeah, correct? It's just this sort of run on sentence. They do great work when you're when you're just absolutely uh, Caught. petrified mm-hmm. and you can't form coherent thoughts. So that would be great if that makes it into the series. Uh, and, and it's funny because this series because it's being piloted by HBO Max, it's being made by the company that was investing in the company that that guy was running while this was all happening. I hope they include him as a character mm-hmm. and don't just focus on, like, Aunt Becky and and Felicity Huffman. I can't wait for the scene where uh, it's, like, the rich dad getting someone to Photoshop his son or whatever into, like, athletic photos. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, anyways, last night, uh, I thought it was tonight, but it was last night. It was the Game Awards. Yeah. We were going to do a stream, like a co-stream, but uh, I was on my computer and saw people talking about people winning it. it. I was like, There's... Yeah, it was already starting. <laughs> <laughs> what? Anyways, we missed it. I mean, no one, uh, we didn't get a single tweet from anyone that I saw that was like, hey, are you guys going to do anything? I got a message on Discord, but I thought it was Friday, not Thursday. Like, hey, you going to do this Game Awards this week? I was like, yeah, sure, Friday night. What else? Anyway, seems like we didn't miss much. I mean, this was obviously, it's a COVID Game Awards, so. And it, yeah. Even more boring than usual. And like every year, mostly ads. And trailers. Basically just an industry trade show. Um, Uh, with, With awards as a side note where they're like, all right, we've done 40 minutes of ads. Here's seven awards, nominees, and winners. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, Last of Us 2 won Game of the Year. Oh, I still haven't played that. Uh, I too many that, games, and now there's too many fucking shows. There's too much stuff to do. I think Hades should have won, obviously, because it is literally the best game that I played all year, and I played a lot of games this year. Now, a lot of people were uh, really pulling for Hades. Hades Another, another game I haven't played. I haven't played Ghost of uh, Tsushima, but it, apparently that was uh, people. a lot of people gunning for that as well. And I think that one, uh, it was like that one in like Doom won basically nothing. Yeah. Which is. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of look, trailers. Look, you get what you pay for. Uh, Vin Diesel's going to be in the new Ark Survival Evolved. I, it, it is. I, you know what? Uh, it's inspiring to watch Vin Diesel's continued success. Yeah. Because <laughs> like if he can do it, anybody can. He probably saw Keanu Reeves in the trailer for Cyberpunk. And he's like, hey, agent. How, what do I, what do I gotta do to get inside of a video game? Mm-hmm. Also, um, I want to do a hit EDM song. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 
Remember that happened this year? I forgot about that. Yeah, a lot happened this year. I wonder year. if he's got any more tracks coming. Uh, there was uh, the trailer for the spiritual sequel to Left 4 Dead. It's um, mm-hmm. Looks exactly the same I, the, except the yeah, updated I, version. I can't think of the title right now, but it's a similar sort of title. It's something for Dead. Bound for Blood or something yeah, like that. Yeah, whatever. But it looks fucking great. It just looks like a current gen Left 4 Dead. And I've always, Left 4 Dead's uh, just a really fun game to play with friends. Um, so yeah, it was a bunch of trailers and then a bunch of awards and I really didn't pay attention even when I was watching it. I was like, I can't, like, the, there was like a, at one point I was watching like an eight minute long trailer for a game that kind of looked like shit. And I was like, what am I even, I don't even care about this. Yeah. The Rams game is on. We're beating <laughs> the Patriots. What yeah. am I watching the game awards for? Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, you got a lot of shit to watch in the near future. Don't die of COVID. Uh, protect yourself, wear a mask, stay inside. And we'll see you next time for a new episode of Weekly Weird News. In the meantime, watch our other episodes over here. Check out our sponsors and uh, follow us on Twitter. Hit the subscribe button. Do all that stuff. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.